Broadcasting live from the wind-scarred crag on the plain of Dominaria, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Kathleen. Wee! And Nelson. It's me. Hi. And today we're going to be talking about Mom, March of the Machine. Yeah. Yeah. And sort of early impressions from what little the three of us have managed to dabble with the set. And before we do that, I'm going to remind you that the show is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Please check out cardkingdom.com slash LRR for all of your cardboard needs. Get yourself some March of the Machine. Or pre-order some March of the Machine Aftermath. I don't know if that's available for pre-order yet, but do that. Also, let them know that we sent you and you'll get a little one-inch button, maybe, because <laughs> I think they're running low and I need to send them more. Uh... Also, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash run. Thank you so much. Hey, we did the pre-pre-release uh, last week. We sure mm-hmm. did. And we uh, we did, did a... Did we? We didn't do a tap-tap recording this time, did we? No, we didn't. Right. I was like... I was about to say, and we, we heard from the guests, but we didn't. So we didn't get to hear anyone's... Food hot takes this time, which is a shame. Oh, that's okay. Next yeah. next time, next time for for next PPR, I'll make sure I ask lots about yeah. food. Uh, PPR went really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the actual broadcast of it was super smooth and fun, and lots of people tuned in, and everyone's enjoying the vod. If you haven't seen it, it's up on the YouTube channel now already. Um, so look for that. Uh, wonderful bunch of guests, fun games. At least they were fun for me. <laughs> Because my deck was silly. Um, I I kind of wanted to start there, actually, because I didn't really process how big a deal the Multiverse Legends were going to be No. for Limited. I was like, oh, okay, cool, right, yeah, they're doing a sheet of, like, the other things. Right, okay, so, like, the Mystical Archive, which I loved, and the Brothers War Artifacts, which, which I very much enjoyed, not as much as I like the Mystical Archives. Uh, Artifacts these, are more niche. Yeah. These seem much more uh, game warping. They're yeah. not all. They're not all busted, but some of them are real terrifying. They're all legendary creatures. Yeah, and generally that's pretty powerful. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I don't know how to evaluate where to take them in draft. So the mystical archives included cards like Mind's Desire and Tendrils of Agony, which and are time warp. Well, okay. I mean, that's less of a good example for oh, what okay. I'm talking about. Sorry, but like. There were a, a set of cards within Mystical Archives that are like, hey, you might not play this in draft. There right. were also cards like Time Warp and Putrefy where you're like, okay, yeah, if you can play this, play this. Like yeah. you got these colors, play this card. It's a good spell. But it's still spells. And then the bro, um, what were they called again? The extra artifacts from time the, before? Were they excavated or the... Anyways. I can't remember yet. The bonus sheet, whatever it was called. Sorry, yeah. bro designers. I forgot the name of your thing. Um, you know, they had like... A few stinkers too. Ivory Tower. Yeah, Ivory Tower was in there. Wasn't there like Tormod's Crypt, which was relevant sometimes? Yeah, there was a artifact. I can't remember it. I'm. It's like a. It was like a greenish rock. Sure. <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was just sort Neither of like can it, right? It was. Yeah. yeah. It was like, is this good in draft? I. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, a bunch of situational stuff. Yeah. There was also Worm Coil. You know, like there were there yeah. were nut nutty ones in there too. Keening Stone. But the thing about the. What's it called again? Legends from the multiverse? Multiverse legends. Multiverse yeah. legends is they're all creatures, right? Mm-hmm. The fundamental building block of what you want to pick up in draft. Yeah. You can build a deck only taking creatures from your draft packs. 
but that's not true of any other card type generally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they'll eventually give us an all lands booster draft, but mm -hmm. you know, that would really be pushing the envelope. Um, so naturally this one was going to be kind of great unless mm -hmm. they made sure that the exciting legends that they put in the set of, you know, of multiverse legends cards you can get in a pack, like weren't great, but yeah. they didn't do that at all. No. So you've got like, I mean, you have like, uh, from Amon Ket, you have uh, Emoti, mm. who I did run in my five color PPR deck, by the way. But in a typical draft, it's five mana for a three one with Cascade. Okay, sure. And then spells with mana value six or greater have Cascade. That means to really want to run this in your deck, you're in a very specific deck that has enough six mana spells. Yeah. Right? It's like, this is not. Not a high pick, right? There's another one. There was one of the one of the Ronas, I think. One of the earlier okay. ones. I don't remember exactly the which one. Former mana Rona that can come back from I the graveyard. I think so, maybe? yeah. Sheldred's yeah. Faithful. It's a three four. You can get it back from the graveyard whenever you cast an instance or sorcery spell, each opponent loses one life. Sure. It's that's a fine creature, but it's that, hard to that's, cast. Yeah, that's not like yeah. necessarily gonna break the format wide open. But then there's also I mean, even honestly, even Ragavan is not like if you get Ragavan on turn one, great. Right, but this isn't constructed. You don't have four copies, right? Generally speaking, it's it's going to be good, but not actually like quite as busted in a draft as as um, you know. Certainly, Ragavan is in well, modern Pioneer. What's he? What's Ragavan broke? Modern, modern. Okay, yeah, not legal in Pioneer. I don't believe. But then you got stuff like <laughs> Kenrith, who wasn't he was never in draft before. No. I forgot that that Kenrith was the box topper. Right, uh, Kenrith is silly in mm -hmm. limited, in limited magic. This is ridiculous. So if you haven't watched the PPR spoilers, but my my deck was just sort of spread kind of thinly across all the colors with nothing that really jumped out, but some bombs across the different colors. And so I looked at the fixing that I had. More on that in a moment because it's very good in this set. And I just went, all right, I'm just going to try and do five color nonsense because it's the PPR and it'll be fun and silly. Uh, ha ha ha! Turns out this was uh, reliably powerful. Now, granted, I drew Kenrith every game I played, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So fixing wise, now this was sealed, so you might be able to do better in draft, or maybe people are taking the lands more highly. I don't know, but I had four of the dual lands because there's this the that cycle of the cons of Tarkir uh, lands that enter the enter tapped and you gain a life. So I had four of those in different colors. I had two copies of Blighted Burgeoning, which is this green enchantment with set mechanic. Uh, we've seen this kind of thing a bunch of times, most recently on Arena in Weirding Wood, uh, which it does exactly the same thing, but you get a clue. Right. <laughs> uh, there's one where you get a plus one, plus one counter on a creature. This one is two and a green for a land enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, you incubate two. And then whenever a land, whenever the enchanted land is tapped for mana, you add an additional mana of any color. So it helps fix. It ramps you kind of. Uh, if you play this on turn four, then you can enchant your untapped land and then immediately tap it to transform your incubate token. So there's that, which I guess is nice. Um, and then the other fixing, which I think is the most exciting and potentially most powerful one, is the cycle of cyclers. There's a... Basic land cyclers. They're right? not, not oh, even basic. Okay. That's land the funny part. Type cyclers, yeah. Right? So yeah. Uh, my favorite being um, Alabaster Host Intercessor. 
So this is the white one. So it's um, that's the sanctifier. There we go. Five and a white for a three four Phyrexian samurai. Kind of cool. Uh, it's got plane cycling too. I'll get to the other ability in a second. It's got plane cycling. So yeah, any planes doesn't have to be basic, which is kind of fun. There aren't there are there are no non basic. Uh, yeah, I, I immediately checked in the yeah right. in the set, but, but maybe makes it a bit more exciting for commander players. I right? think so. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a. I think you that's your a temple garden. Nice with thing your to have. Spell. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a cycle of these. There's one in each color, and I had, I had five. I only ran three, but I had I ran the black one, the green one, and the and and the white one. So this one also says when it enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until this leaves the battlefield. So it's a fiend hunter. As a three four for six. Which is already not terrible. <laughs> Four toughness is pretty good. Yeah. Um, the other day at the early access event, um, Adam and I, I mean, I think actually Adam and James drafted this deck, but um, this with the battle um, Invasion of Tolvada, which the, the battle ETBs and you get something from your graveyard to the battlefield. So it was like cycle the intercessor to get your planes to cast invasion of Tolvada, then reanimate your intercessor and exile something. Uh, pretty good line of play, nice. Because then it clears the way for you to to hit the invasion. Which, by the way, the flip side of this invasion at uh, the Broken Sky is uh, wild. I guess we'll talk about battles in a little bit. But uh, yeah, this the Broken Sky creature tokens you control. It's enchantment creature tokens you control get plus one plus one lifelink. Uh, it's cool. Where am I going to get creature tokens? Oh, you get a 1-1 spirit with flying at the end of every turn. <laughs> well, your turn. Anyway, so that was that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, just because I didn't actually... You're right. We did draft this deck, and then I left because uh, we had two of these. Yes. How did that deck do? Oh, that deck was very good. Hell yeah. That deck was very, very strong. Two Invasion of Tolvada and the Alabaster Host Intercessors uh, both put in, put in some good work. Because, uh, again, you, you're getting... With the with the broken sky, you're getting a two one lifelink flyer every and every one of your end steps, and uh, that was powerful. Angry uh, ghosts, yeah. What if bitter blossom cost five mana and four damage? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there are a, there are some big bombs in the multiverse legends. Not, but but again, not all of them. There are some that are absolutely. N- busted but not all of them but also there's just some just some rares in the set that are also just very very strong you know did you know they reprinted monastery mentor i noticed yeah in the set at mythic but just in the set normal not a multiverse legend because not legendary but just like in there um there's uh there's just some very very powerful rares i like the um doom scar is it just doom scar warrior it's two green green for a four three with backup one and trample and and again remember that backup means they also get this ability for a turn whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player or battle look at the, that many cards from the top of your library you may reveal a creature or land card from among them put it into your hand and put the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order so you play this, you put that on something else, it hits for like, I don't know, three, you just get to look at the top three cards and then just take Draw something from Yeah, it's Yeah. And it's it's uh pretty cool. I don't know. There's there's good stuff in this set. I think this is a powerful set. That said, we also yesterday when playing with Adam, we had some games with some very interesting decks that went very long, you know, that were not just sort of like, oh, it's all over. Because there's turns out a lot of removal going around as well. Yeah, I was about to say, I have managed to squeeze in two drafts 
by <laughs> playing between 10 p.m. last night and 10 a.m. this morning. <laughs> okay. Um, so maybe I was not the most involved. Like, maybe I wasn't at my freshest when doing these. Um, but uh, I got absolutely uh, destroyed one, three, both of them. And I think it was, I was like, wow, look at this great creature. Look at this great creature. Look at that great creature. And I don't, I did not take removal highly enough. And you want removal in this format because there's too many busted creatures. And like, if you can do something like there's the Phyrexian removal that like gives you an incubate token as well. So you get right. kind of removal and there's, kind of a creature. There's a four or five mana common black removal spell that also incubates. Is that right? Is, uh, that... is this the six mana? Well, maybe it's oh, six. Yeah. There's four. I can't remember the name of it. It's the one with Urabrask being disassembled. It's four black black for an instant. It is instant. So that's okay. nice. And it's exile a creature and you incubate three. So there's that one. I can't remember the name of it for some reason. Um, there's also deadly derision. You which get a treasure is toker, token. two black black destroy something and you get a treasure. That's also instant. right. This is what I was thinking of actually. Okay, yeah. cool. So yeah. this is this is common. Yeah, but the six mana one's probably common. As yeah, well. it's also common. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and but like I can't like vanquish the weak. Oh yeah, oh, vanquish the weak is back. Okay, yeah. Um, there's some really good white removal. There's this. It's like it's the wanderer strike or something like that. Oh, that card's so annoying. It's got convoke. It's two two and a white to just it instant like. Destroy target tap creature so they get you on attacks. Right, it's it, it's it's very weirdly War templated. Invokes, right? it, yeah. yeah, it's very weirdly templated. It's um, destroy target planeswalker that activated an ability this turn or tapped creature. Neat. Yeah. So it the way that it's worded is like you think that the planeswalker is tapping something. Okay, thank you, James. Thank you. So merciless repurposing is the uh, six mana common. Exile effect, incubate three, which is pretty cool. Uh, and then, yeah, it, it was something strike, I thought, the white one. It's, yeah, it's two and a white with Convoke. Anyway, that one's really annoying because, again, you can't you can't predict that it's coming. I mean, Stoke the Flames also. Um, there's a red two-mana spell that deals three damage to something, and then you get to um, uh, put a card from your hand. You optionally put a card from your hand on the bottom of your library and draw a card if you have too many lands or something or not enough lands. Um, the, gosh, there's uh, in white, that we already talked about the Intercessor, there's also an O-Ring with Ward 3 and the cheapest arrest they've ever printed. Mm, again? Yes. They just yeah. gave us a two-mana arrest in the last set. Yeah, Planar right. Disruption. In one, yeah. yeah, this one, I can't remember, again, I can't it's remember the name a, of it. These cards are all very new. Sure. It's crushing, it's like a, it's crushing like a Selesnia Monument. Mm -hmm. I can picture it. Yeah. Okay, so two Realm Breakers Realm grasp. Breakers Thank grasp. you. Did so, that, was that helpful, James? So this is just Artifact or Creature. Yeah. Yes, Artifact or Creature, but okay. it can't attack or block, and activated abilities can't be activated. More two so, mana arrests. Yeah. Oh, so and you, there's the, the Oblivion Ring. We were seal from about. Existence, yeah. Um, the Realm Breakers Grasp, you can... Why does this have Ward 3? I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's slightly harder to cast. You, okay. you can... Um, oh, because they gave green an uncommon that could destroy an enchantment, and they didn't want it to be too good. Okay, <laughs> they, grasp can't. If you're desperate, this can enchant um, incubate tokens, and then they can't flip them up. Right, because they're artifacts all the time, even when they're not creatures. Yeah, okay. but I mean, even if they did flip it up in response, if they had the mana open, it wouldn't be able to attack because it's would then be a creature, and that's sort of irrelevant. I don't know why I brought that up. Um, so yeah, so that's yeah. And then in green, you got Cosmic Hunger, 
which deals it's just a big punch. It's That's the punch, yeah. Instant speed uh punch and it can also hit battles, which is Again, we'll talk about battles, but that's that's relevant. Um, and then, what else is there in green? There's, I mean, there's some battles that fight as yeah, well. Yeah, there's the invasion of Moag, which fights. There's um, Moag. It puts the counters. Oh, but then it does a punch, doesn't it? No, it's no Moag is the counters for oh, all right. creatures. There's another one, another green one. Mor- um, Moraganda. Maybe yeah. All right, tandem takedown. Is two creatures get plus one plus zero until end of turn, and then they each deal damage mm-hmm. equal to their power to another creature, planeswalker, or battle. So it's kind of similar to um, band together. Yeah, I okay. So I drafted a red green deck, which I thought was pretty fun because I had some really powerful cards in there, and honestly was doing great. Except I kept dying in the air to like flyers, yeah. but I never saw a single one of these cards. So I clearly was not ca- taking the right green card. I thought green was open, and it was not. Mm. That's a funny thing that can happen, especially your first few drafts of any set. Yeah. Where you're like, this is great. I'm getting all the cards I want. And then sometimes you like have a, a, the strange experience where you're like, oh, okay, this common that I really want a third copy of is in this pack, but I'll take this rare. And then like it tables and you're like, oh, oh wait, maybe I'm like aggressively drafting the B team of this yeah. color, right? <laughs> like maybe, maybe like it looked like I had a solid plan and I got everything I wanted, but it turns out that my deck is just way worse than the good version of the same color. Yeah, you know? yeah. It could I'm be like the same two color pair, but there's a way better style you could be. Yeah, drafting, I'm missing right? like six key cards here, but I right. don't even know what they are because other people are taking them before I see them. Yeah. There are a lot of good combat tricks as well. It's wild going right from Shadows of Rinistrad Remastered, which we didn't even really talk about on the on this show, but was great. Um, but Aim High in Shadows Remastered was one and a green to give a creature plus two plus two and untap that creature and it gains reach, right? This set, slice that generic mana off there arachnoid adaptation i think is a single green mana for the no. same effect even yeah. the second point of power usually when they do this effect for one mana it only gives plus one power yeah no it's wild yeah, yeah. this card's great this yeah. is very strong <laughs> okay sorry i hadn't seen this one yet i don't think anyone cast this during the ppr while it, I was no yeah. so again because flyers um but yeah. yeah it's pretty good um and there's the white one can't remember the name of it already it's got elspeth you know it's it's you know it's it's the like Elspeth showing up as the Deus Ex, um, mm-hmm. as uh, it gives the creature protection from a color, and or gives a, I think it's a gives a permanent protection from a color creature or planeswalker. There you go. If it's a creature, James is really working this morning. Yeah, sorry, James. If it's a creature, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Right. So it's it's um, uh, not God's willing. I can't remember the name of it, but there's one that gave you pro a color and put a counter on stuff. But yeah. Pretty pretty cool. Uh, Angelic intervention, by the way. I never haven't actually said the name of this card out loud. So There's also yeah. uh, aerial boost. Aerial boost is, is interesting too. Oh yeah, oh, one with convoke. Nice. Oh, one in a white convoke. Target creature gets plus two plus two and gains flying until end of turn. Important thing to remember about convoke, which we didn't actually mention uh, during the uh, during the PPR, is that most cost reduction mechanics only can reduce the cost of the generic mana. Whereas Convoke can also reduce the, the the color mana if you tap a creature of that color. So they can be completely tapped out of all of their lands. And if they have creatures, they can still... They can, oh, in fact, there's a black Convoke removal spell that gives a creature minus three, minus three. And it's two and a black with Convoke. So again, it's something you can just cast for free. And you gotta... You have to remember with sort of your sequencing when you're like, I only have... 
you know, this much mana this turn, but if I, you know, I can tap four of my five mana to play a four drop, and then I will have one open land and two creatures, so I can cast this three drop removal spell, you know, not for free, but like I'll be able to just keep keeping Convoke in mind for how you sequence and how you play your cards uh, is tricky. <laughs> <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna catch people out being like, oh shoot, I could have done that in a more efficient way that still that allowed me to play this creature and leave this mana up to do this thing. Uh, it's uh, convokes an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like worth noting the the other collective cost, nightmare thing. Yeah, James cost reduction ability that's the most similar to convoke is improvise from Kaladesh mm-hmm. or uh, Ether Revolt, and yeah. that one specifically only reduces by the generic mana when you tap artifacts. But yeah. like you say, Convoke, you can have free spells. Mm-hmm. So Scary. Yeah. So Pump Spells, this one, and uh, and Stoke the Flames, all going to be important ones to watch out for, uh, you know, doing the math on whether or not your opponent could cast yeah. any given uh, combat trick like these ones. Uh, and that's, I mean, so removal, I assume that the quality of removal is sort of uh, is so high because of the because battles are such an important mechanic, and if you, no one ever hits a battle, then you know then th- that's a big mechanic that just isn't happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so far, boy, I think battles are sweet. Right. <laughs> Honestly, they they work really well in gameplay. Um, obviously, we did them at the PPR. We had the early access event yesterday, and we're playing them a lot in arena. Uh, I think it's done handled very cleanly. You uh, you play the battle, and then it goes to your opponent's side of the board because you control it, but they're defending it. And um, uh, you know, if if you can do the thing where you play a battle and are able to use its front side ability to clear the way to then take it down immediately, that's incredibly strong. So, like I said, with Tolvada reanimating specifically that intercessor, but there's the invasion of Kamigawa that taps a creature and puts a stun counter on that creature uh, when it enters the battlefield. Um, there's, uh, as the you said... The invasion of Moag that gives it every single creature you control a plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, that right. card's messed up. That's an uncommon, by the way. Yeah. Two that... green-white for that one. Yeah, I ha- I resolved that one, and it was always good because I just got a lot of value right away. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I got three sometimes four counters that's a lot of power for four mana for those i should say for those watching the video we are aware that uh uh the one battle is being displayed it is somewhat obscuring kathleen that's on the fine. screen hi hello <laughs> kathleen's still here yeah, yeah. do not adjust Just your hiding your behind some of the invasion we control away. the vertical and the horizontal well, I, i'd be a coward and... in battle anyhow i would not be out at the front so this is fine um, um the Something that I thought was super relevant is, um, again, Adam and I were, were playing. We had these Xerex something knight. I can't remember what this is. I love right. this There's just the one card. card from Xerax, right? It's, there's, yeah. And there's an invasion strobe as well. Knight. Right, yeah, the there's the invasion knight. of Xerax and there's a Xerax strobe knight. So two in a blue for a 2-2 human knight with flying and vigilance. There is, in blue-white, there is a knight sub-theme, and there are some cards that care about knights, and some of them can be pretty powerful. Um, but in this case, so it's 2-2 flying and vigilance, which is already great. You know, a Windrake with Vigilance, sold. But then it has this other ability, and you tap tap it to create a 2-2 white and blue knight token, also with Vigilance. You can only activate it if you've cast two or more spells this turn. So something that we realized that we hadn't thought of, of course. Wow, what a good card. Holy moly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, we 
we had this in play. We played Invasion of Kamigawa, tapping one other creatures down. Hit the Invasion of Kamigawa with this and one other creature for four. Cast the backside. Then you, yeah, then you cast the backside of it for free, which is the um, Saiba saboteurs or whatever the backside of the sorry, invasion of Kamigawa, not Kaladesh, sorry. yeah rooftop saboteurs sorry which is a 2-3 flyer that whenever it deals combat damage to a player or battle draw a card but because we cast the battle and then cast the rooftop saboteurs that was two spells so then we could activate the Xerix strobe knight on the same turn that was a very powerful turn of limited magic let me tell you folks <laughs> nice. so yeah you are um, there are a couple cards in the set not that many but there are a few cards that care about Casting more than one spell in a turn, and uh, yeah, both sides of the battle count if you do it in the, in the same turn. I got wow. to watch a, uh, a similarly powerful avalanche of value before you had showed up. Um, James and Adam were playing against Kenji. Oh yes, and uh, James got to resolve his Itali and then cast. I think Kenji's eight eight trample hexproof off of the Itali. Yeah, was that trigger. was that was that yours or his? The uh, the the bear rhino. Right, that was his. Oh. I believe. I think it was his. I'm, I can't remember, but I yeah. think it was his. Yeah, Itali is a messed up card. This is what I'm talking about. It's like the multiverse legends are not the are not the problem. There are just bombs in this format, and Itali is definitely one of them. Um, Itali, um, the I can't remember kind of Frexianized the, Itali. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the giant scary dinosaur. We're just we're we're just now uh, also pulling it up. Counters. I can't remember the yeah. The, it turns the into a white steel colossus. Primal mm. Conqueror. There we go. Primal so it's Conqueror. five red red seven mana, but it is a seven seven trample. And then this is messed up. When it when Italy enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non land card. You may cast any number of spells, so you get both of them if if you want without paying their mana cost. So that's already ridiculous. And yeah, they played Itali. They got like a 1-2 Goblin with Fire Breathing and this 8-8 eight, eight, uh, Hexproof Trample Phyrexian Bear Rhino for free, which is ridiculous. And then you can, with 9 generic mana and a Phyrexian Green, so 10 mana or 9 mana and 2 life, you can transform Itali into Itali Primal Sickness, which, yeah, is an 11-11 trample, indestructible, and whenever it deals combat damage to a player, they get that many poison counters. <laughs> it's very silly. Mm-hmm. Must have been such an impressive, you know, labor of, you know, many multidisciplinary things going on to complete the... Elder dinosaurs of Ikoria, right? Yeah. Just these like giant beasts. Like, okay, like we gotta take this thing down and like not quite kill it or whatever. And then we gotta build a lab or drag it back to Phyrexia, <laughs> you know. And then eventually we get a fancier Blight Steel Colossus. Yeah. Um, they have like con- kudos to Kenji though. He almost won that game. If he had like if he had a pump spell or something, he was gonna get there. Mm-hmm. Wow. They have, like, converter stuff that apparently they can convert on the go now. There's, like, some of the pods on Realm Breaker are, like, incubator pods that throw you in there. Of course. Egg. So, actually, yeah. There's a Realm Breaker MacGuffin, of course. Yeah. I want to talk about that mechanic. Before that, I want to talk about this mechanic, which is the Phyrexian uh, transform cards. Um, These are pretty good. Uh, So, there's a a bunch of them. I, I, I don't know if there's firm cycles or if there's just several of these there's at least an a common and an uncommon cycle i think there might just be more but they're creatures that you have uh, 
a fairly normal creature on one side, and then you can pay uh, a an amount of generic mana and an off-color Phyrexian activation cost. So you could pay that with mana, or if you're not in those two colors, if you're only in the color to cast the front side, you can just you can pay two life, and then you transform the card. And I think the, every one of them is pretty powerful and good, we, we honestly. We saw these get played at the PPR, yeah. yeah. Like the, it seemed like the common ones were like choice commons, even if you weren't in that spare color. Yeah, it's, I think it's generally worth it to pay the... to to run these even if you are in a position where you have to pay the life yeah we had a again we had a deck in the early access event that was the blue green cares about transformed permanence oh deck. yeah not hermit is very good not hermit was cool we had three copies of invasion of perulia so it's a two mana battle blue and green and when it enters the battlefield you look at the top three cards of your library sorry you scry three then you reveal the top card of your library and if it is a it is if it's a double-faced card or a land, you draw it. So that's pretty easy to draw a card off of this because you, you know, generally you're going to hit a land. Again, we did have three of these, but on the back side of it, it's this uh, slab horn, something slab horn. It's a four-four gargantuan. gargantuan slab horn. It's a four-four with trample and ward two, and other transformed permanents you control have trample and ward two. So we had this, like I said, three of these, and the Mutagen Connoisseur, which is the 0-5 Flying Vigilance that gets mm. plus one plus 0 for each transformed permanent you control. Mm. And so, and then just a bunch of other transformed cards. There was like a, there was like a 2-1 Flyer for two. It's a Welkin turn that can block. Uh, and then if you uh, transform it, it turns into a 2-4 that does something when it transforms, a 2-4 Flyer that does something when it transforms. Like Something again, akin to drawing a card. Right? Yeah, looking at the top X cards of your library, I can't remember exactly what it is that it does. Uh, and yeah, we were attacking with the Mutagen Connoisseur as a 5-power Flyer just because we had a bunch of transform permanents. Like you can you can do the, the blue-green cares about cards being transformed uh, deck, and it was... Very cool. The deck also had um, the deck also had a Rixmathies, <laughs> which is one of the multiverse legends. Uh, the uh, the giant island fish. Nice that uh, you have to cast spells to wake it up. Um, also, I mean, really, the star of this deck, despite the fact that I'm talking about the transform mechanic, was Zimone and Dina. Mm. So this is whenever you draw your second card. Sorry, sorry, three four for Saltai, black, green, uh, blue. Already such a good color combination. Yeah. The best uh, Tiny Leaders commander. Yeah, holy moly. Three mana, three, four. Uh, whenever you draw your second card each turn, each opponent loses two life and you gain two life. So remember I was talking about we have the the invasion of Perulia, right? Uh, that's drawing a card. It says draw a card on that. So you, if you have Zimone and Dina in play, you draw your card for the turn. You play invasion of Perulia. You draw another land off that, and then you're draining your opponent for two. And you're drawing into more lands, which help you with the second ability here, which is tap and sack another creature, draw a card. You can put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you control eight or more lands, you repeat this process once, which is a way for you to draw two cards on their turn. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zamonadina is uh, squinting here. Mythic? Yes. Yeah. No, no. Are they? Yeah, that's mythic. Yeah, Zamonadina is. Uh, yeah, the gold border is that. Zamonadina is very, very good. Very very powerful card, uh, but yeah, that was a that was a goofy. So you goofy want tokens deck. to make 
Yeah, or like we sacked real creatures as well because it was like, well, they're replacing themselves. Yeah, let's draw two cards and drain our opponent for two, and then yeah, get yeah. jump blockers, get more, combat. get more slab horns, you know. Um, so yeah, that was that was very cool. Uh, the uh, the the transforming transform matters was interesting. Um, green white has a counters uh, theme that mm-hmm. is real scary. Um, with backup, they have their the the signpost on common is the one. It's a green white zero zero with trample, and it enters with two counters. And then it's worded a little weirdly, but it's whenever you put a counter on another thing, if it's the first time a counter was put on that thing this turn, then you also put a counter on this thing, the botanical brawler um, card art um, referencing a combat trick. From, from Ravnica, I yeah. Think. So this is this seeds is, of strength or something. Yeah, this is oh, a cool. okay. despite not looking. I believe this is a Ravnican card. I think so. Yeah, because it's it says it's an elemental warrior and it looks kind of Selesnish. Yeah, and it, 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 elementals it, on Ravnica. It would be in these colors, right? And I don't I don't remember the name of the the combat trick, but it has it has a centaur, a less elemental looking centaur, make, doing the same pose. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, but also one that we saw uh, this morning was the there's a Kami. It's a mon- it's it's a green card, and it taps for mana. I think it's a, it's a three mana oh, green yeah, card. I like this card. Taps yeah. for mana, and it has a similar thing, which is like if a counter would be put. It's like a it's like a hardened scales on yeah, legs. Extra hardened scales, but then it also taps for mana equal to its power, doesn't it? Oh, is that what it does? Shoot, I think, I, find, I think this is a three mana green on common, James. I think it is a Kami of something. Kami of Whispered Hopes? That sounds right. That sounds right. That sounds like a card that exists. I don't... Is it that one? Let's find out. Kami of Whispered Hopes. Right. You nailed it. Yeah, two and... So, yeah, two and a green for a 1-1 one, one spirit. Add X mana of any one color where X is... Yep, you're right. The Whispered Hopes power. And then if one or more counters would be put on a permanent you control, put that many plus one counters on that permanent instead. So, yeah, it is. It's hardened scales on a, on a stick, which is preposterous. And so, both of those creatures with backup... Right. I didn't kill this fast enough because my opponent was like, uh, backup. Now it's a 3-3. Three, three. Oh, right. Okay. And then they tap... They then they now they tap it for three mana and then they cast another like the Doomscar Warrior that I mentioned and now a different thing has two extra counters on it and I'm like oh suddenly I've just lost this game right <laughs> wow okay <laughs> so yeah is this the the card frame on this tells me this is like a game day promo as well or something it's in the set to be clear but I just this must be some sort of this is usually the frame that they use for like yeah LGS promos looks yeah, like uh, R and D expects that this will find its way into a constructed deck at some point. It looks pretty cool to me. Yeah. Um, Hardened Scales did that. So did the snake. This is three mana, but it's yeah. also a mana dork with like a really high upside. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, and then we should talk about eggs. Okay, let's eggs. talk about eggs. Uh, eggs. I've you. been really into Shin Ramen with like oh, a, like a, a hard-boiled, or not a soft-boiled egg, mm. or figured out, I haven't, I haven't tried this, but the TikToks I've been watching, you can just toss the egg in and then put the whole thing in a microwave. So I'm going to try that. I'll report back. Really? Please yeah. do. Yeah. Um, I've been I've been like experimenting a bit more with like, okay, let microwave foods. There's like, there's there's maybe more depth to it. I, I As a child, I was like, okay, this is what you do when you don't want food that's good, but you don't 
want to dirty any dishes <laughs> and you just want to eat now. And then as an adult, I've been like, okay, pizza pops go in the microwave and bags of popcorn and like nothing else. Just make yourself cook the food like a normal person. But now I'm in my third my third microwave era where it's like, okay, if you do it right, there's enough moisture in the bowl or whatever, like enough water in there, like you could use the microwave to some... I'm yeah. I'm heavily. There's maybe I'm some things you can for, achieve, you know. Like, yeah. There's some there's some tricky like oh this is you wouldn't know it's microwaved. I'm gonna speak for both of us. We're heavily invested in ramen hacks. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. Oh okay, absolutely. Great. Yeah. The best ramen hack I think is the one where you make the you you boil your noodles. Yeah. And then you in your bowl where you're gonna make you're gonna you add like half to three quarters of the seasoning packet depending how salty you like your food. A big old squirt of mayonnaise. Ideal, oh, okay. uh, ideally, QP mayo. Yes. QP. What's QP mayo? It's Japanese, Japanese mayonnaise. So it's like they have a little creamier and sweeter. Instead of just made from eggs, it's made from egg yolks specifically. Oh, wow. So it's okay. just a little richer. Mm-hmm. All, right. all right. And then crack an egg in there, and then whisk it all together. And then you have like this gooey slurry, and yeah. then you can do like a microplaned clove of garlic if you're really wow. feeling fancy. Okay. And then when the noodles are done, you drain them. And you reserve like, I don't know, like two tablespoons of water. Just a little bit of pasta water. Just a little little bit bit of pasta water. Throw that in there and then mix your noodles in and give it a good swish. Yeah. And then you drop some chives and black sesame seeds on it. And then you take photos and boom, million followers on Instagram. You can. You can do that. It's very good. Super tasty. It's a great way to turn instant noodles into like something that feels more meaningful for a lunch. Yeah. And your cost is still like, I don't know, like a, a, a buck. How much is an egg? Lately, fifty cents. All right. Well, it's you get lunch for like a. We'll say it's a buck seventy-five by the time you've added the garlic and the mayonnaise. But I will say now, Justin Trudeau didn't say this, but Joe Biden apparently tweeted recently that grocery prices came down this month in March or whatever. Like that, grocery prices apparently are starting to come down, or last week or something. Mm. So I wonder if that's going to hold true in Canada. Hopefully, in Canada, that will happen too because they have not come down yet. But yeah, they're well. That would be nice. Yeah, well, but they're having so much fun making record profits. I think not until an angry no-name mob assaults Galen Weston's house. I mean, they did, like, make them show up to Parliament or whatever and grill them, but that seems to have Gave been a parade. A bonus. Right? Yeah. What are we talking about? Magic the Gathering? Well, eggs. You mentioned eggs. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot, actually, how we got onto that topic. Oh, and I wanted to say hard-boiled eggs, too. Sorry, I said hard-boiled <laughs> eggs first. It wasn't for food. It's because I had hard-boiled eggs on the mind because we do Easter, like, painted eggs. Oh, right, eggs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got some Ukrainian ancestry, but uh, just did hard-boiled eggs this year instead of actually, like, blowing the yolks out with the pin because so much work. Yeah, we, we always used to do hard-boiled eggs. We would, like, draw on them with crayon, right? Yeah. Because then the, the wax, and then you dye them in the the food coloring. But, yeah, we do hard-boiled eggs because, yeah, blowing the... Stuff of the eggs is just a It's pain. a lot of work. And then also, you if you do a good job, you're like, I have this beautiful egg. I have to like keep this now and then bring it out next Easter. And it's like, that that is awesome. Like, they're they're gorgeous if you do a good job. But it's also like extra work and like more, you own more things. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. consumable eggs this Easter at Nelly's house. All right. Cream, cream what, eggs. But what, Phyrexine eggs. What mass oh, parts were you talking about? Just incubate? Uh, yeah, okay. just, just incubate in general. It's been working out powerfully. Sweet. Yeah, I don't know how... I didn't see... I didn't do a lot of it myself at the, at the PPR, apart from blighted burbling. But... Uh, well, like I said, if you can incubate on their turn, yeah, it's very powerful. Anytime you get incubate stapled to like... Uh, like a, a removal spell or something like that, because mm-hmm. like you know when you're Flash playing removal, yeah. you know you're trading you're trading a card a one for one, right? Um, and so like you're not developing the board, but you are removing a threat. So like 
you need removal for big threats, but you can't just only play removal unless you have like, you know, unless you're playing like hard control. But this kind of offsets some of that if you're just playing a few pieces of removal in your otherwise like normal deck, because you're not like losing a whole turn. You can still like, if you have a couple mana left over, right? Or you can do it like you can do an instant with incubate on it. And then on your turn, you spend the two mana, you get a creature that's ready to go. And like, maybe you have another cheaper creature to play. Like it just, it seems very like tempo positive to me, right? To get something on the back of a spell you needed to cast anyhow. Yeah. Every, like, every part of this set, every um, new mechanic, I mean, Convoke is just, like, this mana acceleration thing, but, like, Backup, the Transform cards uh, that, that, that you can pay with Phyrexian, Incubate cards, and the Battles are all just, like, these, you know, Marioshka dolls of value, right? Like, yeah. there's there's just, like, so many words that you could get through on the card of like things that you can do extra steps. You can take extra pieces of like game objects. You have access to extra paths you can take in the game to like spend your mana and develop your board or whatever, or, or do whatever it is the card says. And uh, I'm wondering if like, this is another one of those, we broke the record on how many words are in all the cards, but it, it does seem to be like a, a format that lends itself to like big long games and like huge strategic plays. Right. So I will say, I typically can get our pack opening videos down to sub 15 minutes without too much trouble. This is the opening the pools at the beginning of the PPR. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so we film ourselves opening the pools and then I edit that down. And so I was, de so I, like my goal is sub 15 minutes because I don't want to eat up a ton of time at the PPR. I, it was 18 minutes this time. Okay. Because it was impossible to get it any shorter because people had so many words to read on some of those powerful rares that they were playing. Double face cards. Because it's the yeah. double face because they got to read a whole nother side of text. Yeah. And it's relevant, right? What does this card do? Why are they putting it in their deck? I'm pretty sure the only vanilla creature in the set is Yargle and Multani. That's so funny. <laughs> the 18-6. Six? Yes. Yeah. It's just too... Hilariously, it's just two Yargles stapled together, right? <laughs> That's what. What, what, what does Maltani get to you? Twice as much of whatever you've already got. Yeah, That's funny. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, it's a lot of a lot of words, but yeah, the incubate man. It's... Isn't there like a backup creature that gives your creature trample? That's still like two. Abilities. Oh, forget that! I got killed oh, earlier you mean by like to combo yeah. with this card. Sorry, there's a like similar vanilla. Thing, there's so. a backup creature that's terrifying with these two. If you want to be in Jund, it's um. It, it flings it, right? Yeah. yeah. It's a vampire, and it has backup one and one and sacrifice this creature, deal damage to any target equal to this creature's power. Yeah. So if you got them anywhere below 18 you just, and Yargle and Multani, then you just back up Yargle and Multani and throw it. Actually, below 19, because you get the backup, it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Oh, my I God. I can't remember the name of the card. It's a, it's a Voldaren um, vampire. I'd, I'd do that even if my opponent was at 20. Yeah, I think it's two, well, a, two and a red. Well, I think it gets a plus one, plus one counter. Voldaren's... No, it gets two plus one, plus one oh, counters. Secret. Oh, it's right? exactly enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They did that on purpose. Almost certainly. Yeah. Okay, this I is think... a rare. Okay, that's good. Okay, yeah. Good. Frank Karsten pointed this out, though. It's like potentially something you want to go for in, I don't, I don't know, standard. Or just draft, like, but yeah. obviously it's like a little flimsy because both of these cards have to be in your deck and neither one of them is crazy impressive. But, yeah. You know, you like stitch together. And then one more mana, and you deal twenty. Like I like that you can tell that she's about to kick that Phyrexian's head clean off, like a football. I love that. Like overall, like Innistrad's like, 
Let's go, jerks. Yeah. <laughs> Innistrad's ready for this. Like, literally, they had an, an MTG article up talking about how some of the planes did, and they're like, Innistrad was, like, largely unaffected because people are used to this kind of thing. Right. Yep. Yeah. It's just another, it's just a Tuesday on yeah. Innistrad. Or Zendikar, right? Like, mm-hmm. we also, you know, yeah. know Zendikar is, like, just another royal explosion, like, slightly different color this time. Mm-hmm. There's a... I, I don't know if it's the signpost uncommon necessarily, but there is a black-white enchantment that it ETBs new incubate two, I want to say, and then all uh, it it's a Phyrexian lord. It's all Phyrexians get plus one plus one. All the incubate tokens uh, once transformed are Phyrexian, so it pumps all of your hatchlings, and there's just a huge number of Phyrexians in the set otherwise. So this card's I think very strong. Sculpted Perfection. Mm. Yeah, so it's Incubate 2. But there's a lot of cards that Incubate 3, and it's just sort of, you don't quite necessarily realize how powerful, how much more powerful that is when it's like, you know, they, there's their original spell, whatever they get for it, and then two mana, and suddenly it's a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, you know, if, obviously if you have this out, it's a 4-4. Four, four. But yeah, the um, uh, it's very strong. And there's a different enchantment uh, that, with that's black that ETB incubate, I want to say it incubates three, and when a Phyrexian you control dies, you scry one. Right. Yeah, I think we might have seen that one at the at the PPR. I wanted to echo that sentiment too. Um, just most cards incubate with incubate incubate two, yeah. but a few of them incubate three or incubate X or whatever. Right. Here's gift of completion. Right. So it's an enchantment that incubates three, and whenever a Phyrexian control dies, surveil. Surveil. One. Sorry, better than better than scry. Right. Better, better than, than scry. Maybe. Yeah, usually better. Oh, yeah. Similar. Probably better than scry. Possibly better than Scry, um, but yeah, in a world where you know it sort it sort of reminded me of when we've had um, morph and manifest, you know, incubate two being fairly present, like on many many cases of incubate two on cards that people are playing, mm-hmm. um, like good you know good draft cards or whatever. So then when you have something with incubate more than two, it's like quite noticeable. Like we had some PPR boards, I think that were like. Adam plays this or something, and then it's like, okay, two or three random incubate tokens are just held down by this one card, yeah. whereas they might, you know, otherwise be clocking the opponent really quickly or trading with other two twos and then still gaining advantage. So those cards. So watch out for the incubate cards that have incubate more than two because it's it's hard to remember that like that's going to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I I have found that to be, I found every part of this honestly to be powerful and but like. Yes, well designed. I don't push. know. Like, yeah. like I enjoyed All Will Be One just fine, but it was like, you know, actually sort of drafting and playing it was a, kind of a harrowing experience. It was very fast and and just sort of like, you know, demoralizing well, in like, some situations. Know, okay, like when you can die at ten life instead of like twenty. Yeah. Because of poison. I right. like you didn't always get poisoned. But like like you know, you could be trucking along and all of that stuff and then suddenly, you know, your opponent gets you up to like seven or eight poison counters and it hasn't really been relevant and you haven't really cared. But now suddenly you have to start making suboptimal decisions so you don't die. Right? And it sort of takes you off your game plan. Because it's like, you know, you could be at like fourteen life and just like ticking along fine, then all of a sudden I have to start blocking like I'm at three. Right, mm-hmm. which is very different, and you know, it's it's kind of a I don't know, and I don't like the flavor of Phyrexians, but I think I, that's well established. Yeah, but conversely, this set so far 
seems like it does have a pretty healthy mix of some very aggressive options. Like the the blue white knights, like I mentioned, can be super aggressive. Um, we got rolled by that yesterday. Uh, and uh, red white, as you know, red white's always an aggressive color combination. But that also there are some you know slower, grindier options with big wide board stalls. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know it. These are early impressions. Like I said, we we played the PPR. Nelson observed the PPR, right? I played a bit yesterday in the early access. Yeah, event. I'm on zero games here. If anyone's yeah. wondering, yeah, um, you know. So these are these are the early early impressions. But this seems like a fun and good format. I think it's cool uh, from R and D's um, point of view that they gave us fairly aggressive, fairly quick draft format mm-hmm. uh, in one, and now now we're pivoting to like more, you know, five colors an option, and every color is probably going to take a bit longer to build up their board, and the removal is like present yeah. to try to like lean into two kind of opposite draft styles, because mm-hmm. both will probably be around on Arena, or definitely in your in your LGS, like the packs will probably be there if you f- can get together a pot of people who just want to scrap and like get this thing over with in less than two hours, then <laughs> maybe just fire up the one draft, but if you want to like Enjoy your Sunday afternoon. Play lots of different, you know, exciting, inter- interesting, and and like you know, long, twisting, winding games where both players get lots of lands and spells. Then maybe, um, yeah, maybe yeah. mom is more your thing. Yeah. Any other thoughts on thoughts on early mom impressions before we? No, the uh, flyers uh, are really back breaking unless you have something with reach. Yeah, like. I would draft a them flyers. a little bit more highly than I maybe have been. If you I, get one in like your me. other color or something like that. I just want to return to the first thing we said at the at the beginning of the podcast that the multiverse legends are like pretty nuts sometimes. So we you know we sympathize with an, anyone and each other for getting <laughs> getting crushed by Kenrith or whatever. Brutaclad. Like Brutaclad. There's just like a big pile and there's one of these in every there's, pack, right? There's like a red white creature that like makes your mana abilities cost two less. So your Phyrexian flip cards flip for like one mana if you're willing to Zerda, pay the life. Activated, um, activated ability. Yeah. 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 Uh, is it Zerda? Zerda? It's so for my Corey. Companions are yeah. back, yeah. right? Yeah. So yeah. You, the companions are back, and you can play them as companions if you want. Generally, they're just powerful enough to go into the decks. Mm-hmm. But that fox was, like, fine in Ikoria Limited. It was yeah. not astounding. It was okay. It's really good in this format. Yeah. Because uh, your, it is... Yeah, it reduces all your activated abilities by two, and transforming an incubate token it costs two, yeah. so it's free. Yeah, you get to do it for free, and you get to flip Phyrexians for like one or two mana if you pay the life. Yeah, uh, I got absolutely rolled by that, and it's red white, but you can cast it for like double white, so it's in the incubate colors. Yeah, uh, what's the name of this card? Do you know Zerta, right? Zerta, yeah, Zerda, Zerda. Okay, Zerta. Zerda, the Dawn Waker. Yeah, one and then two hybrid Boros for a three-three Elemental Fox. It's a companion, which is each permanent in your card. Each permanent card in your starting deck has an activated ability. You do not need to run it as a companion. And yeah, activated abilities that aren't mana mana abilities cost two less to activate. This effect can't reduce the mana cost to less to less than one mana. Okay. Okay. So you can make your incubates cost. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. your incubates are not free, but they're still. Much cheaper. And also, it has more text for one and tap it. Target creature can't block this turn. So, yeah, that was that was scary. 
Um, I didn't even with Bruticlad. I didn't even really. Who originally, by the way, is from Modern Horizons. So you know, again, you're on a different power level. I literally, you can watch me figure it out at the PPR. I did not realize until I was sitting there that how you could, big that play was. Right? Yeah, yeah, that you can incubate. Right, you make a couple eggs. You don't don't transform them, just the eggs, and then you play you play Bruticlad, and the the ability. By the way, all creature tokens have haste, thanks to Bruticlad. Uh, you make a two one. And then you pick a token you control and all other tokens you control become a copy of that token. So I went, okay, everything's a copy of this two one. So my eggs became two ones with plus with two plus and plus one counters on them. So they were suddenly four four, four threes. Yeah. With, with haste. haste. And it was like, oh wait, this is stupid. Yeah. And uh, that's the most recent way that I've suddenly hit Kathleen for 18 at a PPR. <laughs> is, uh, the PPR's version of, uh, you know, the first time someone at your uh, commander table figured out Brass's bounty into Bruticlad was a little bit nuts. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Too many treasures. Why are they hitting me? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, tell us your, your thoughts. Tell oh. us, uh, you know, this goes up on Monday, so it's the will be just after pre-release weekend, uh, and it hasn't hit Arena properly yet. I think that happens on Tuesday? Probably Tuesday. We don't know. Um, so, you know, let us know how, how your pre-release went, and if you encountered any terrifying bombs, or if it was just a fun a fun format with occasionally powerful stuff. I'd be curious to find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we take off, I have, I have, I have a... A, a grump to share, un- right. unrelated to March of the Machine. Uh, they had uh, Midweek Magic on Arena, and it was Momir, and it hasn't been Momir in some oh, time. Yes. And they... They put spells they in ruined Momir. It. Yeah. Oh, is it Mojo instead? Or Is that what it's called? Well, I don't know. Maybe it's something new. But there used to be, like, Momir is like a really old MTGO format, right? Yeah. It's been adopted on Arena now. But then not too long after Momir released, they... Re- they did Momir and Joyra or Mojo. Right. And so you could on your turn, I think you could do both if you want, but it was like pay two and discard a land, I think to get any random spell out of yeah. the Joyra avatar, or you can use the Momir pay X and discard a land, right? No, no that, that would was, be more fun. That was fun and different. No, no, this is, it's Momir with the Momir avatar. So you pay X and discard a card and then you get a, cre- you get a random creature on arena of mana value yeah. X of however much you paid into the Momir avatar. Uh, and previously on Arena, it's been a deck of like a hundred basic lands or whatever it is. Right. Now the deck has spells in it. Yeah, it's got like right. Mr. Orfeo, um, like Path of Peril or Ur-tai. no, Ur- yeah, it's just it's got a bunch of powerful apart. creatures and spells. Yeah, oh, okay. And it's sort and of lands, like right, like it's got a bunch and of- and the lands. It's sure. mostly lands, but then it has a bunch of a bunch of spells, and everyone has the same spells. Only are not has so the same basic. deck. Yeah, and it's like. I don't know. On the one hand, I appreciate experimenting and it's, you know, interesting. On the other hand, it's literally not Momir. The right. whole point of it's Momir. It's not Momir is that, basic. And, like, was and it's like I know that some people don't like that it's don't like the uh the the RNG element of Momir, and I get that, but that's literally the format. Yeah. Don't play Momir if you don't like the yeah. RNG element, right? Like, like I love that it's just goof town. Yeah, me too. Sure. And this, you know, being like goof town but also, these powerful cards that you can reliably get is just sort of like your opponent uh, wrathing you in Momir doesn't seem right. Yeah, cast Hoverguard Sweepers like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, it was because there are some wraths. Yeah, and no, it's like, like it's, there's a bunch of creatures that wrath, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. But like they give you like a, uh, it's like one black black, but it's got cleaves so you can take off. I think that's Path of Peril. Path of Peril, yeah. yeah. For yeah. six mana. I think for yeah. three mana, it destroys all the little creatures. And for it's six like, mana, yeah, it destroys like, all the creatures. It's like four black white if you hit six mana. Right. Yeah. So like your opponent knowing that they get to do that on your turn or on, the, on their turns, like that doesn't really feel like Momir, right? Yeah. So it's, and it, it's still, the, the the draws are still random. So it's not, it's not like, it's not like everyone starts with the exact same opening hand. But still, it's, I don't know. I, I, I realize that to some this will make me sound like a curmudgeon, but my, my argument is it's, you know, if you want to do experimenting and stuff like that, that's cool. This is literally not the same format, and it's not why I enjoy playing Momir. So that was my, that was my sort of, that was my grump. Uh, but, uh, you know. They committed away the whole, the whole uh, core of the game. Yeah, I appreciate that you want to try new things, but I don't know, call it something else, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. I loved when they brought Momir to Arena, and I'm glad that they do bring it back every so often as they are adding more and more creatures, but oh well. If you'd like to buy 60 basic lands and one of each creature ever printed in Magic the Gathering, oh, head on over to cardkingdom.com forward slash LRR. Uh, let them know we sent you, and while supplies last, get a little one-inch button that says probably my deck's power level is yes. Uh, I think they're onto the Kingdom of Cards placeholder buttons between button uh, waves. Oh, so uh, we'll get you. Who we'll knows which button you might get? ASAP. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and of course, this show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at excuse me patreon.com slash loading ready run, and we really appreciate that. But that's going to do it for this week. Until next time, I have been Graham, joined by Kathleen. Hello. Nelson. I was here too. James yeah. is on tech. <laughs> Heather Kessley is online. Thank you all so much for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.